0: hello and welcome to two for none your favorite cricket comedy podcast my name is patrick cullen i'm of course your host and i'm here with my delightful co-host the one and only christopher t Barty. bardo how are you tracking there mate how's tricks what's go what's the jam what's going on
1: What's the jam, Pat? I'll tell you what the jam is, Pat. I tell you what the jam is, Pat. Uh, it's uh, strawberry. Um, good. good. Yeah. yeah. Great. Good solid yeah. choice. Classic. I'll tell Love you it. what. Too, it's underrated in terms of jams. <laughs> Quincy jam. You remember quince? Quince. Get out of here. Quince
0: jam. Quince jelly. Quince. As opposed to like Quincy Jones jam, which is jam made of Quincy Jones, um, <laughs> which is a whole different
1: thing. As opposed to Quincy Jones jamming um Oh, all right. I think that's all right. I can get into yeah. that. All right. Yeah. I... <laughs> Was that a joke? No. I'm it's pretty sure it's worked a worked joke. Out. We found our way there. But I'll tell, tell, yeah. tell you what is happening. I'll tell you what's happening, mate. Um, Hit me. I'm excited. I'm excited because uh we're going to Brisbane, which means we're going to win. We're going to win a game. Hey. You're, you're guaranteed, lock it in. Uh, this will not come back to bite me. I'm sure <laughs> of it.
0: Sure of it. Look, I think every time we've ever made a bold claim in this podcast, it's always gone well, Chris. I think we know that yeah, to be true.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm like the Oracle. Um, <laughs> um,
0: You're just like the Oracle, B-Man. And look, history is with you, pal. Australia hasn't lost the Gabba in 25 years. I mean, it's worth pointing out that if I was playing the number one test nation in the world, um, I'd probably want to play them on a ground where we're really good at cricket. Yeah. I'm just in saying.
1: hindsight, I probably should have played India and Brisbane. Uh... Mess that up. But that's all right. That's fine. Um can't, We can't do anything We've about learned. it now, Pat. can't do anything about it now. No. We can do something about the test coming up against Sri Lanka. I'm also excited to take the oldest formula game to the nation's capital, to Canberra, oh. to reward yep. the good people of the of, uh, Lake Burley Griffin, um the, the Griffinites, to <laughs> reward them for their love of the game with a test match uh, in Canberra. I think it's magnificent. I always get excited about introducing a... Another test venue. I miss when we played those weird winter games in Darwin and Townsville against Bangladesh. Yeah, that was fun.
0: That was that was fun. I like those. Yeah,
1: so I'm all about it. Let's play a test in, let's play a test in some weird places. Um, I think that's great. I think it's I think that's something to look forward to. So I'm excited about that.
0: Oh. A small island in the middle of Bass Strait in winter. The teams have to sail there. They're not given any instructions. They're just put on a boat, given cricket equipment, and have to sail there. Reality TV show. The team that makes it there and makes, you know, the fastest to uh, 2020 wins. Sure, sure. Let's do it. I
1: would watch that show. I, 100%. percent you got to do it. Um, so I'm excited about all those things. I'm excited <laughs> about the your, your show proposal. Um, Thank, you. Thank you. I about, appreciate that. I'm excited about testing Brisbane. I'm excited about testing Canberra. My nerves are recovering, Pat. Though from the latest selection shock, I'm getting. Oh. Um, it's getting a little bit uh, thingy here. Um, getting a little bit jittery. My nerves. I'm not sure my nerves can take another selection shock. In fact, I even requested, <laughs> I even alerted Trevor Holmes and Greg Chapel to the fact that maybe I wasn't so keen on another selection shock. That I couldn't take it. But lo and behold, they're not listening to me. Um, they've gone again. They've doubled down. They've gone for the shockingest shock of the summer potentially uh, replacing their three existing shocks with some even bigger shocks
0: <laughs> and then adding an extra shock just for a oh, kick and a uh, giggle th- if there are any more shocks in this thing bardo to set sent 40,000 volts straight through me i tell you what i feel like i've been stuck in an electric fence i am all shocks all the time i'll tell
1: you what mate um any more shocks and i could get a job working as a bicycle part because i'll be a shock absorber
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that joke i, do. I, really I enjoy, enjoy it too
1: that. um so yeah those are those are, all, those are all things those are all things that are happening mate things are happening in our in our cricketing world at the moment uh and, and things to look out for it but as i said it's always nice to have a few bonus test matches normally uh we'd be done by now but uh not to be something to look forward to um some things to reflect on of course the indians have come and gone um they
0: Kind of... Smashed us, too. at
1: all, didn't they? Didn't leave us with yep. much. Left us with a little. Um,
0: so that's all right. Jai Singh's pleased about it. Let me tell you. As a, as a consummate pessimist and an incredible analytical man, I've listened to the Indian interjection for today, and he's pretty, pretty excited in his own way. Um, Jai will be with us later in the pod, ladies and gents, to drop an interjection straight into us. He actually um, sent me an email today, Chris, that just said, consider yourself interjected, um, and then had the audio file attached. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that Um, look Chris plan for the pod Uh, look I did promise last episode we were going to have a women's cricket special um, and Heidi was unable to be contacted tonight but she is going to the game the final on Saturday so I'm going to catch up with her on Sunday Monday and we'll do a women's cricket special episode um, full episode of two for none all about that women's cricket I might even see if I can't wrangle you in there as well Bardo and have three people on the pod holy duly um that could break the internet i'm just saying watch out kim kardashian and i'm coming for you so we're going to leave women's cricket for today um we're going to trap a bit of men's bbl butter i wanted to talk to you about a couple of players there um, maddie wade has been in exceptional form uh the six and the hurricanes are crashing it and mm. our beloved perth scorches are getting belted um consequently belted speaking of beltings there's the ODI defeats to cover as well like I say Jai is going to be back and then we've got this test series to preview against Sri Lanka starting on the 24th in at the Gabba so tons to get through mate uh let's crack in shall we my big question B-Man are you ready are you ready to rumble let's rumble bat let's rumble all right ladies and gentlemen we are off and racing bbl bardo um going pretty well at the moment especially for young matthew wade him and darcy short have put on an exceptional partnership against the strikers chasing 154 they chased it down with just the two of them Wadey 84 not out of 49 darcy short 73 not out of 52 um f- you know four eight pause 360s for matty wade there he's in extraordinary form at the moment mate he just keeps getting runs yeah absolutely um both
1: wade and short i think elite lead, actually leading the uh, bbl runs tally at the moment um from eight innings uh eight innings nine innings um, good reading. Um, Darcy Short has a, a, a total of 441 runs an average of 63, uh, and not far wow. behind is is, is Matty Wade, who's having somewhat of a career renaissance. Uh, 321, sorry, 323 runs an average of 40.37. Um, <sighs> sitting ahead of the big bopper himself, Chris Lynn, um, who's averaging 39. 0.87 with a total of 319 runs from nine innings um i tell you what they're in pretty red hot form they are aren't they huge. at the moment so interesting times interesting conversations about uh, around matthew Wade at the moment His uh his form whether he warrants a selection in any of the australian teams on the basis of his current form as a batsman alone um i mean it's interesting to me because it's not so long ago that people were baying for his blood uh it could wait to get him out and now we can't wait to get him back in uh, who says the Australian sporting public is fickle, Pat? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Not us, Chris. Not us. We would never say that. <laughs> yes. Um, we're, we're buddy, we're buddy thickheads, mate. We're the chief fics. Um, but um, look, interesting. And I think also great to see Darcy Short, continuing um, on his merry way. Obviously, played a bit of limited overs cricket early in the summer against South Africa. Um, did okay without without um, setting the world on fire. But, of course, I think if you remember way, way back, uh, back to when the one-day domestic competition was still running, um, yep. Darcy Short just came out and absolutely blasted Queensland for 200 plus, And it looked like it was going to be the make of the man. Um, had gone a little bit quiet since, but good to see him back making runs for the Hurricanes in the shorter format of the game. And you've got to say, he might be a bolter for the uh, World Cup squad uh,
0: later in the year will definitely be worth taking over but especially if you've got 17 or or so players to take i mean if he continues his form he's, he's going to end up picking himself same goes for Wadey. i mean if he misses out in the plane flight there he consider himself really shorted um but i i also wanted to mention uh the sixes versus the heat um a couple of days ago because guess who was there it was our boy Bardo Lloyd Pope took two for 19, hey. playing for the Sixers. Pope watches back, ladies and gents, everybody's favourite segment. Um, two for 19 off four. Gotta love that. Um, he got hit around a bit, but when you're a leg spinner, that happens. Now will tell you who's a, a player that is has been really on form for quite some time. It's young Sean Abbott um, for the Sixers. Three for 18 there, off three overs. Um, pretty tidy stuff. And, and you know, I'm pretty handy with the bat as well. He only faced one ball in this, this game, but um, he's he's not doing too badly over the course of the season. Obviously, sixes are pretty tough to, to catch, really, pretty tough to beat. Um, they're very close to the top of the table as we speak in the BBL. Um, while, conversely, Bardo. Our mates, the dear old Scorchers, are right down in the cellar. Only three wins from nine games, with David Wiley um, just getting injured and and having to um, leave the comp. So, mate, how much do you think the effect of Justin Langer leaving the Scorchers has had an effect there, pal? Do you reckon that's put uh, a dent in uh,
1: it? No, I'm not so sure. I think they've still been bowling relatively well. I think if there's one comment about Scorchers at the moment, it's just that the batting lineup looks a little bit thin. Um True. but uh, ideally with hopefully with the Marsh mothers Marsh Brothers coming back eventually, um, to, to fatten that batting line up just a little bit. Um, they might if they can catch get a bit of wind in their sails, you never know, but um, it hasn't been uh, the uh, the sort of dominance that we've come to expect from the world's most successful T20 side. Um, over the last couple of years, um, look
0: how much that statement just rolls off your tongue, there, pal. <laughs> hey, uh, you just like drop that in like nobody saw it coming. But I, I, I saw that I'm coming. Treated. I'm treated it. I'm shooting it. doesn't matter because it's true. <laughs> um... Any other BBL thoughts there, mate? It looks like the Hurricanes, the Renegades, and the Sixers are going to be the real teams to to beat in the in the last couple. There, the the Hurricanes with you know eight wins from nine games are really stirring up as favourites, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think it's also um, in terms of the bowling stocks as well. It's interesting to see that uh, Kane uh, Richardson, who earlier in the season again found himself in the Australian team, and now he's out of the Australian team. In the, shorter, in the shorter form of the game. Tops the wicket-taking tally with 18 wickets at an average of 15. Um, just sitting nicely in front there of uh, Steve O'Keefe, who wow. is another man having a bit of a career renaissance at the moment. Um, can't see Sock necessarily finding his way back into the limited-overs setup, um, with uh, the selectors opting for Nathan Lyon and uh, Adam Zampa as the first-choice spinners. But uh, Interesting. Interesting to, to see to see how
0: that's all that's all progressing. Um, really interesting there, mate. Um, have you got a pick, Barno, who you think you might take away the crown? Now we're starting to get towards the pointy. Oh end. hard
1: to go past the hurricanes at the moment. I think they just look like such a well-drilled outfit. I also um loving seeing James Faulkner um yeah. back up and about. I think that he adds a little bit, um, obviously with his left arm seamers he just the finisher, isn't he? So he can finish with the bat, he can finish with the ball. Um, he's another man I would love to see have a late career renaissance so um, <laughs> hopefully he can make it uh, these things comes in three so hopefully uh, uh, James Faulkner can book himself a spot there at the moment I'll tell you what Pat there is an interesting article on Quick Info at the moment and I won't give away too much of the content um, but uh, it asked the question about why the big um, uh, the big stars are picking uh, the Bangladesh Premier League over the Big Bash Mm. interesting times there so um, worth it worth a read if you find yourself on, on the quick info website as we often do
0: we might even post a link to that on the old two for none Facebook page folks that's facebook.com forward slash two for none all one word if you haven't had a look there get amongst it But I think we better dive in, mate, to these ODI defeats. Uh, Let's roll the clock back to when we were good at ODI cricket and talk about the first game on the 12th of Jan um, where we got away to a bit of a win. And wasn't that a great start? Jai Richardson came out and he bowled extraordinarily well. Um, smashed him four for 26. He looked great, and Rohit Sharma's 100 um, was the other big highlight for me, 133 off 129. How pleasing was it, Chris, to see those middle Orbiter scores from Kawaja, mask Handsome, Stoinis, um, everybody contributing a bit, everybody playing pretty well, managing the the Indian attack well. Um, it gave you some real hope in your heart that this could be a big turnaround from the defeats and, and, and massacre that was at Test Series. Yeah, look, um, what a game that first game was!
1: Uh, was absolute, around. absolute Jaffa. Um How good's
0: cricket when you're winning? it, by look, the way. it is easier. But it's so but good. I think,
1: I think cricket's just nice when you, when it's a it's a it's a close contest, isn't it? So um, that first game we saw um, very patient innings from Usman Khawaja. Um, Shaun Marsh looked in good touch. Just a completely different player in the shorter forms of the game. Sean Marsh. He really Um, is. Same can be said also for Peter Hanscom. Um, Yeah. uh, I think the big talking point from that first game was there was a lot of chat about why is Maxwell batting seven? Um, When's Maxwell coming in? Why is Maxwell, you know, batting further up the order? Wasn't really required in the end. Some uh, late heavy hitting from Marcus Stoinis. Stoin, um, you know, helped Australia get a competitive total.
0: Um, He can hit such a long ball, that bloke, don't you reckon? He's... Like, when Stoink gets all onto him, they freaking go.
1: Absolutely. Look, I don't necessarily mind Maxwell coming in at seven because then then he does get a bit of a... Don't get me wrong. He's talented to bat wherever in the batting lineup, But I think with seven, he gets absolute freedom to play however the way he wants to play and to find runs and eke out runs in ways in which other players cannot. Um, yeah. The... Um, uh, the india's india's chase in that first game obviously headlined by um Robert Sharma. of course uh, yep, jai alerted yep. us uh, earlier in uh in early episodes to the uh, triumvirate uh, of uh, of the indian uh, batting lineup in uh, Sharma, darwin and nicole um with a, a very classy 133 but i'll tell you what i'll tell you who really stole the show for me in this odi series and that is ms Dhoni. Um, oh, mate, he's still got it, doesn't he? Bloody still hell. got it. 51 off 96, so uncharacteristic. But if you recall, Pat, um, the Indians found themselves in all sorts of trouble at 3-4 um, early on in the innings. Yeah, and, not um, And Donny really um, just anchored the Indian innings nicely um, and gave them some semblance of, uh, of respectability. Um, but it was really, from a bowling perspective, it was really all about the coming of age of John Richardson. Who took career best figures of uh, 4 for 26, including the prize scalp of uh, Vera Coley. Um And of course. With a great ball, too. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it, 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 I think he, uh, you know, was, it, was as I say, good enough to put it in the, in the right areas and be in the right, right spot at the right time. But um, uh, Jason Berendorf, of course, making his ODI debut in that game with figures of 2 for 39. Dorf, Dorf, looked really good. Um, Peter Siddle, um took one for 48 in his return to one day international cricket um look certainly tried hard um and, and it was a winning performance
0: <laughs> probably i mean it's, you never it's never what you want to hear uh anybody say about you I mean he certainly tried hard um isn't isn't a ringing endorsement chris it was going for six and over uh sid's the, the banana man uh it was good to see him get a wicket and good to see him in the green and gold but I don't know. I'm still calling for Chris Tremaine. I'm going to keep saying Chris Tremaine until somebody puts that bloke in a team. Um, good on you, Sids, but Chris Jermaine, Chris Jermaine, Chris Jermaine. That, yeah, well, I,
1: think, yeah I, I think there are a few guys that can probably count themselves a little bit unlucky. I think, as we said before, if uh, if Stark, Cummins, uh, Hazelwood, Colton Isle are fit, um, you probably don't find uh, uh, Sids in the team. Um, so this was really all, about this was really an audition, I think, for the um, who's going to pick up the fifth bowling position uh, mm. for that fast bowling position uh, for that World Cup squad, and I, you know, really at the moment, you'd have to say that Richardson has taken the lead in that race. Um, with with that performance there. So that, obviously Australia got off to a great start, which is terrific. Um, and and we are all feeling pretty optimistic. And then you'd even have to say, going into the second game, Pat, we were, we were feeling
0: pretty good about ourselves. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the fact that Virat won the toss and sent us in the bat, you were like, bah, 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 bah. I mean, that's fine. I mean, India at chasing, but uh, yeah, how bad can things be? Things didn't go great. Bardo, with the exception of Sauce, uh, you know, got 131 off 123 there, real highlight of the innings. And here we were, Chris, you and I on this very podcast, not over a week and a bit ago, saying to each other, Sean Marsh is done, he's cooked, he's done like a dinner, he's out. And then you, Bardo, you said to me, but we've said this before about (laughs) Sauce, and somehow he finds a way. And here we find ourselves, Bardo, a week later having just seen Sean Marsh book his ticket to go to the UK for the World Cup. Because with 131 versus the Indian bowling attack, one of the world's great ODI sides, as Jai says, the best top three in ODI cricket in the world at the moment, um, arguably, you've got to say that that's enough for him to book his plane ticket.
1: Yeah, look, you've got to think so. I mean, he's, he performed well in the first game, obviously, as we said. Um, performed well in the second game obviously 131 of 123 deliveries like to point out that that's also the first century of the australian summer for an australian um so you know uh that's a lot look i have to say you know i've been a long time supporter of shaw marsh but i got a week i got off a week too early i got off i got off i got off the bandwagon
0: well, Bardo, I, I waded through the comments this week. Um, shout out to Adam Wood, who fights in the uh, the comments on a, on a regular basis with people. And credit to him. He looks up his stats and he's well-researched. And I, I enjoy his banter with random commenters on Cricket Australia threads. But I waded in there, Bardo. And you should see the hate, the sheer unadulterated hate for the Marsh brothers that exists out there in the internet. It is palpable. It is ferocious um and while they have not lived up the expectations that we've placed on them and they they the two of them could have done better um i don't know that they deserve the the sheer vitriol that comes their way online and, and
1: i'm curious ferocious. to know i'm curious to, to know from these internet morons pat what was <laughs> what was the response when he scored 131 i'm just that's what i'm saying
0: that's what i'm saying. Um, well, mostly disbelief. People were mostly like, oh boy, here we go. We're going to have a marsh in the side now for the next couple of months. Um, and, and But look, you got to give the guy credit where credit's due. Like 131 versus that attack is a difficult thing to do, especially because nobody else in the team it got over 50 in that game. So it really was that innings. We made 298 and it's mostly sauce. There's a couple of 20s and 30s. Glenn Maxwell got 48 off 37 late in the innings. But realistically, um, the reason we had a score there was because Sean Marsh kicked on with it. So, yeah, tough to go past there. I mean, uh, Professor akuma looked great with 4 for 45, and uh, Australia were, were 9 for 298 at the end of their overs. India made short work of it, though, mate. Virat's 100 was spectacular. Sharma, again, looked really good for 43. Um, and that man, Dhoni, with 55 not out. I mean, 55 or 54, Chris. Again, as he mentioned in the last game, he, he looked... A cut above Donny. He looked. He looked about ten years younger. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he was he
1: was just a phenomenal player, and um, it was really interesting actually listening to the ABC commentary um, throughout the series. And occasionally they'd have Indian commentators on who were able to translate. Um, uh, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but if, if I, I believe it was Hindi, um, they were able to translate the the language that um, uh, Donny was speaking to his bowlers, and Donny was basically coaching his bowlers through how to um to get the australian batsman out you know saying things like you're bowling too full to him you need to drop it back or you need to bowl that side off or, or whatever the case was um and so that was that was really interesting i think and you just sort of goes to show i mean the, just what he offers that indian team um but you're right in terms of his uh, in terms of his batting performance i mean we come to expect 104 you know off off Collie. i mean no doubt coley's the premier premier yeah. one day batsman in the world at the moment and arguably could go down as the greatest one day batsman of all time uh, and <laughs> i have issues saying that because you know i feel about michael bevan
0: but michael bevan <laughs>
1: um uh, yeah he could though uh, mate. Yeah, he very he well could be hard to argue yeah. um but Dhoni was really interesting cuz Tony at the age of, at the age of 37 doesn't kill you with boundaries. He kills you with twos. Um, yeah, he runs hard. He runs hard and hits the gap and that and um, you know that's um, that's something that I think is probably missing from the Australian game at the moment. Cuz I think we said earlier in the year when it, when the when the ODI side consisted of the likes of Lynn and Short and you know Maxwell was coming in higher up the order. There was too many boppers and not enough batsmen. But this is sure. a bat. This is this is to me what what um, guys like Bevan did so well. Bevan would pick the gaps in the field and, and run ones, turn ones into twos and twos into threes, and um and and um y- y- you know kill, yeah the kill you over side. time because fifty overs is yeah. still a long time to to bat. So. Um, I think that was it was an absolute masterclass, and it was just nice to see a wily veteran at, at at his craft. And as you say, he, he really showed us up in the in the second game. Um, yeah,
0: he he certainly did, mate. And look, those two sixes that he hit were classic Dhoni. Mm. Um, I can't remember if he got the helicopter out in that game or the next, but I mean, his the variety of shots there is is always impressive from MS. And look, India thoroughly deserved to win that. Um, our bowling wasn't quite good enough to be honest, Chris. Um, Richardson got one for 59. Berendorf got one for 52. Uh, Stoinis got one for 46. Stoinis is looking pretty good for the, with the ball for mine. Um, Nathan Lyons struggled, didn't, couldn't get a wicket, and neither could Sid. So, but, you know, if, against this opposition, we need wickets. We need early wickets. And the fact that we run the first game is largely due to um, Jai's bowling performance. So, Uh, A bit disappointing, that one. But, I mean, you you can't take anything away from India. Um, I mean, again, Virat there was was quite incredible. Mm. Um, Really classy, Chris. And you're right, like, especially if he plays for another 10 years, mate, he could well be the greatest one-day batsman. And we should count ourselves lucky to have him seeing him bat, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And moving on to the third game, Pat. So, um, look, again, this is where we got into a bit of... Uh, the batting demons sort of reared their ugly head again. Um, Finchie didn't have a great series. Um, he's not, not looking oh, ideal no. at the moment Aaron Finchie. He
0: looks a little bit out of touch. He's giving me Shane Watson vibes is what he's giving me. The amount he's getting bold and getting mm. his front pad and way of stuff. Uh, Uzi, Uzi was solid again but again this kind of follows the trend of the uh, the test
1: matches so we made a lot of solid sort of 30s. Um, yeah. with with 34, Marsh with 39 before being bowled Off a wide um, down leg side. Um, And Uzi's dismissal also wasn't ideal. Um, Hanscom with 58. uh, Very handy runs. Um, Stoin missed out. Maxwell with 26. A cameo at the end. Um, Richardson with 16. Zampa with 8. Siddle with 10. Does make for great reading, unless you're an Indian fan. And uh, uh, Chahal taking 6 for 42 in his debut match. Um, Just looked unplayable, didn't he, really? So it really did mate what did you make of his bowling bar? oh i think nothing nothing left to be said other than the uh, the in, the procession of indian spin bowlers lives on so um true they
0: look like they found another one half their luck which is dangerous news yeah right right um and look at the batting performance again comes down to ms 87 not out of 114 um, Yadav there was 61 off 57 looked really good Virat again 46 off 62 easily got them home for 3 for 234 230 against India at the MCG is never going to be enough so you're right Chris you know without without more runs on the board you you don't give yourself a chance you don't give yourself the bowlers uh, that ability to bowl at something i thought Jai Richardson bowled really yeah, well yeah and and i um, think that, that, that that's game. a really
1: good point pat so i think we did extraordinarily well to contain india for as long as we did with the score of 230 which in modern day one day cricket is just not enough to get it done in most games but as you say richardson bowling one for 27 his uh, economy rate was outstanding um also adam zamper coming in for the last game uh, with 30 none for 34 off 10 runs was very economical um it was really only um a couple of things that didn't go right for us so uh, you know, the the difficult thing with the bowling performance was that, one, India are an excellent chasing team, but we really just didn't take enough wickets to give
0: ourselves a chance to to win those games. Yeah, mate. And, you know, you don't take enough wickets in those games, especially those key players, you're going to find yourself in trouble. I mean, credit to India. Um, Again, we just got outplayed, mate, unfortunately. Um, I thought India were great in the field. Their bowling was really good. Being able to bring in a debutante like that in the last game and have him have such an impact. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, J. L. said in the press conference recently that he, he felt like a punching bag at various points across the Indian summer um, this summer. And I, I have to really sympathise with that. I feel a bit like a punching bag myself. That um, I feel a bit pummeled, but I feel a bit. I feel a bit like we've had our had ourselves ham I feel humbled um, in the face of India's cricketing might. Um, which isn't a feeling I particularly enjoy, if I'm honest with you, pal. Yeah,
1: no, look, that's true. But I think also, as we as we've said a couple of times, uh, joking apart, it was always going to be an uncertain. Summer, we weren't sure who our best Test eleven was was, probably still aren't. Um, you know, we certainly after we after we were just devoured by South Africa early in the year. Um, not sure who our best one day team is or what that makeup is. Or I'm I'm not even entirely sure we quite know how to play the fifty over format at the moment because it's evolved so much. Um, you might even remember um, when England came to town, led by the likes of Owen Morgan and Jason Roy um, in the ODI series then. You know, we weren't overly looking looking great. So I think we're still finding our feet. We've got you know, a few months to work it out, um, but time is ticking. I think we got somewhat closer here. So as I said before, I think your best four pace bowlers are um, Star, Hazelwood, Cummins, uh, uh, Coulter, Nile and Richardson. Uh, the likes of Stanlake and um, uh, Berendorf can probably count themselves unlucky. Same, also, same can be said for Kane Richardson and and uh, guys like Scotty Boland and and Chris Tremaine. Um, Mine, can't yeah. see, can't see Sids getting getting finding his way to the World Cup. But pff, hey, selection shock. You never know. Um, it, you never know. And if he does, we wish him, we wish him well. Um, I'm, you know, me, mate. I, I don't really, I'm not really in for the internet trolls, but. Um, uh sean marsh to date is the only australian batsman to score a century so he's got to play um for mine um in terms of our batting lineup um i thought alex carey has been serviceable with the gloves looks threatening at times with the bat so he'll probably get a guernsey as the starting keeper um
0: uh first matty wade's got to go across and and just based on pure form in, in the shorter forms of the game you know um smith and warner probably come back into that side um uzi probably goes across as well so it's going to be a whole different thing when we get actually over there mate you know it's going to be quite strange to see how that all rolls out um but we'll just have to see chris and we'll obviously be back with a pod once that squad is announced and we will pull it apart but i hear your point mate like we've i feel like we did get closer to knowing what that team looks like even though we're probably still a little bit gray on it if we're all honest with each other
1: yeah for sure absolutely um and
0: look it'll be exciting
1: i mean who, who'd want to be a selector right um yeah not me tell you, what,
2: Pat, tell you that
0: speaking of selections mate. i think we need to talk about this test we don't. do mate we do and let's let's crack into that before we do chris let's hear from jai singh with an Indian interjection about those most recent odi games
2: How Indian win over Australia? I'm actually starting to get used to saying that after a long drought in my formative years. So I'm going to review the talking points from this series uh, quickly uh, before I imagine the two for none team moves on from India, who are now in New Zealand playing another series in this hectic non-stop summer of cricket, uh, and they'll move on to the Sri Lanka series instead. So the first talking point is that finally India realised that MS Dhoni has to bat at four. Well, they sort of realised that after one match where it was a disaster having him lower down, they put him in at four uh, because Ryder did nothing at number four and it was basically, I would imagine, decided that you might as well just get Donnie in earlier. That's where he's best uh, with his batting. He's no longer the finisher, but he is a good, gritty accumulator. I've been saying it for a long time, and I said it in the last episode. I even put it on Facebook and I got zero likes. I don't think that's because people disagree with me, it's just because no one sort of looks at my posts anymore. Uh, Most of my friends are bored with my cricket uh, ranting, and Chris Barty still miffed at me because I didn't invite him to my homemade cricket bat parties back in the day. We'll get back on speaking terms later, I'm sure. Doni at four is even more essential for balance now. that Ambati Radu has been uh, called for chucking and can't bowl. Not that he was much of a bowler anyway. The last match uh, showed the Kedar Jadav with his weird round-arm bowling action, notwithstanding, is the class above India's other part-time options. If you have a, a bowling all-rounder at seven and him at number six, you can get potentially 20 overs out of your part-timers in good conditions. It's worth noting also that most of India's middle order
0: contenders are wicket
2: keepers and you're not going to get much with the ball from them, even though all keepers think they're hot stuff with the ball. Uh, Dhoni only tends to find his range after he's batted at least 60 balls. In fact, in a couple of these innings, it wasn't even clear that he would found his range then. Still, he's valuable for the experience and the ability to weather the storm that you can only really accumulate after... That many ODIs. He's played 335. He doesn't panic and throw his wicket away just uh, because the run rate's going up, even though the commentators are saying it's going to uh, be too late. He's got absolute confidence, and that's more than I had when I was watching him. He was deservedly man of the series, even though he was embarrassingly scratching, scratchy for about 90 95% of his innings. He definitely wasn't the Tony of old, but he did the job required of him, and no one has put their hand up at number four. So, you've got to give him that job. Unfortunately, Virat Kohli still thinks he should bat at 5, and at the risk of having people coming egging my house, I think in this context, Virat Kohli is being an idiot. Keep doing it for. I'll keep saying it. We saw the value of the wrist spinners uh, that Indy has. The only uh, question I got there is, does Kudibyadov have the variety once people have played a few matches against him? There's a stat on CricketInfo that his average is more than double in the last match of an ODI series but Jahal showed that India have two quality wrist spinners, and if you've got wicket-taking threats for 20 overs, then you're a good ODI side. In fact, India's got more than that because they've got two or three good fast bowlers as well. Bhutnish Kumar is very good with the new ball and at the death. Jaspreet Boomer didn't play, but we all know about him. And Muhammad Shami showed that he's still a the quality. The problem for India is they've got very little bench strength. We saw that Khalil Ahmed and Mohammed Siraj did absolutely nothing. So if you got a couple of injuries, the fast bowling stocks look pretty slim. The balance is a bit of a question. Hardik Pandya will offer the balance, but he's got himself in a bit of hot water because he went on an Indian talk show and uh, made some inappropriate remarks about women. It's the classic story of the celebrity having girls throwing themselves at him and not realising that you shouldn't boast publicly about all your conquests as though they're just sexual objects. It's the rugby league syndrome. Interesting to see that Indian cricket's going the same way. So the question is, what is India going to do? Are they going to throw the book at him? Or are they going to say he's too valuable, he's got to be in the team anyway? It's a bit similar to the Ben Stokes situation for England, except that in Stokes' case it's criminal charges you got to work out, is it more than a game? Or are cricketers accountable for their actions? We saw in the last uh, match that India does have a potential replacement. Vijay Shankar bowled um, pretty well, 6 overs done for 23. But it was a slow pitch. Uh, I'd like to see what he does on a flat pitch, and we didn't get to see him bat. So we'll see whether he's the option to balance the side. It looks like um, Jadeji is not really the best bet number 7. He doesn't have quite enough... Uh, excitement with the bat, he's more of a number eight. So India really need uh, a good number seven, preferably a seamer, so they can play both of their wrist spinners. The openers failed after I gave them a big talking up about being potentially the best top three in uh, in world history, but it was good because it showed the middle order in focus and that's where the questions have been. The middle order showed a lot of grit but it's hard to see them chasing huge totals without the top three firing. This middle order is more like a 1990s middle order, um, where you've got Dhoni batting well, finishing matches, but striking around 70 or 80 uh, in a bit of a Michael Bevan role. You don't have the power hitting, even though Ghidorah Jadav scored more than uh, a runner ball. He did it mainly by manoeuvring the ball into weird places, not by belting it out of the stadium. Pandya might change that, but I'm not completely sure about India's prospects if the top three don't go at about seven or eight and over. It's a very, very good performance and an exciting series for sure, with good competitive matches, but an undermanned Australian bowling attack was the real talking point, not the famed Indian batting mutt. So that's the end of India's most successful ever tour of Australia, where they played 10 matches and only lost three. Much better than the old days of 99 and 2000 where the record was played three, lost three, and then that was only in the tests and it went on to the ODIs and it was pretty depressing. So for the first time, you can actually wear an India shirt in Australia and people won't just feel sorry for you.
0: Thank you, Jai. Such a legend, mate. Thank you for all your work over the summer. Been great to have you on the pod. And Chris, what do you reckon? Best analysis in town? Best analysis you've heard, Red. Saying? Uh, Colly-esque, mate. Colly-esque. <laughs> I think you'll like that. That it's uh, that's gonna warm the cockles of Jai's heart. Um, heading forward, mate. Let's look at this this test squad. Um, for the two tests against the Sri Lankans coming up. We had a really interesting game with the Chairman's Eleven um, against. Uh, sorry, the Cricket Australia Eleven against the Sri Lankan team. Not a first class game because the Sri Lankans wanted to play all of their players and it was billed as a bat off between renshaw burns and labashane as pokovsky um, for a spot in the side but those guys were utterly upstaged by curtis patterson a batsman i've been calling for to come in for a little while um, well known in new south wales making 157 in the first dig and 102 in the second chris um, looking like he handled the bowlers really well while those other men renshaw burns labashane pokovsky all struggled Um, he's been rewarded with a spot in the side, in the squad, I should say, um, for the upcoming test series, Chris. And I know you weren't stoked to hear about another shock selection, mate, but, uh, how do you feel about Curtis coming in and what do you reckon the likely makeup of the side is? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's,
1: um, as much as we joke about the shock selection thing, this is a little bit sensible. So, um... Patterson's been around the uh, uh, around the. He's twenty five, but he's been around the domestic scene a little while. Um, and you know, when we talk about the criteria to pick the team, we've talked about having an average of forty plus as being desirable. He's got an average of forty one. Um, he's looked fairly reasonable over the last couple of seasons. Um, this year, yeah. looking good again. Um, and the fact is that he made one hundred and fifty against the touring party a week out from the Test match. So.
0: He's inform inform in
1: play these bowlers Come that's on. right inform over a long period of time um, and inform at the moment um, so has two things that we can really um, build upon um, has a good first class record um, so as far as selection shocks go I actually don't mind this one um, Pekovsky's as we talked about last time I think Pekovsky is an interesting one um, clearly a precocious talent and as I said last time if you're good enough you're old enough I'm not too worried about his age. Um, and he's shown that the the talent to make some run, so I think he'll get a he'll get a game. Um, but I tell you what, in terms of the makeup of the Test t- team for the first eleven, um, if I'm not wrong, if I'm not wrong, pal, I, th- I think we find Hazelwood um, on the outer with an injury, um, and yeah. I believe Jai Richardson's been drafted into the squad as well um, on the back of his white ball form and some reasonable shield
0: form. Um, And on Hazelwood, Bardo, because he's out and Mitch Marsh is out, they've announced two new vice-captains. So, um, Paddy Cummins and Travis Head have been announced as the new vice-captains of the Australian Test Team. In another selection show JL saying um saying that that the uh that's following the lead of afl by having two um two uh, co-captains two go co-vice captains should i say chris um another selection shock mate i'm feeling like the front wheel of that bicycle i tell you what you're absorbing constantly
1: absorbing Pat. but basically i think the way it's it's what we know is that clearly travis head um is going to be selected um and yep. where we were saying about any of the most recent tests 5 or 6
0: yeah, yeah. yep, somewhere yep in so there. you
1: probably think that stays the same uh Labashain batted 3 um he'll probably so stay it there i think so he looked alright so he'll probably bat 3 um Pukowski, you probably think mm. would come in at 6 um Harrison Burns to open Bardo?
0: i think so i think or is it Kawaja and Harris? Yeah. Labashain at three. Burns at four. Well, hard to... Hard to and and then... well, bloody hard
1: to pick, bad isn't it? Because I'm really not sure with... Really, really not sure the way they're going to go with it. So, you've got to think that uh, uh, Marcus Harris will open the batting. Um, Renshaw and Burns didn't exactly set the world on fire... In the most recent tour match, but Joe Burns' form has been pretty good, and he did captain the side. So I might even I, I might even uh, change my change my picks here, Pat, if I, if I may, if I may be so bold. Please. So please, I'm going please. to say Marcus Harris opens the batting with yep. Uh, Joe Burns. Yep. I'm going to say Usman Khawaja comes in at three. Yeah. Which would mean for me that. Lab... no head comes in at four yeah patterson comes in at five which is where he made a bunch of runs against Sri Lanka Bukowski, Bukowski comes in, in six. at six if if you play him which means yep pain comes in at seven yes um Cummins comes in at eight Stark at nine Richardson at 10 and Lyon at, at 11, which means that Lubbershane misses out
0: and Renshaw misses out. Is that- I think that's the right side, mate. I think that's the right side. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Lubbershane stays in and they don't play Bukowski in the first one. Maybe they play him in the second. Maybe they don't play him at all. Um, and they give him an opportunity to be in and around the squad. Yeah. By all accounts, JL said that he looked really good at training. So that could mean... Good mean anything. Um, we can also you can also think back to guys like Ricky Ponting and and uh, Michael Clark debuting very young, um, and that working out pretty well for us in the past. So uh, it's going to be really interesting, mate. Who knows who's going to be on the team? A- as for the Sri Lankans, I've got I've got no idea which way that's that's going to go. Uh, I'm assuming we'll see Kusal Mendes uh, in and around there. Um and and he's the and Chardamal of course the captain but how the rest of their side makes up I, I don't uh, I don't particularly know um, I know that they were very competitive in those early games Bardo so it's it's a pretty exciting one mate again it's a summer of bloody uncertainty isn't it it all just feels so uncertain
1: so uncertain who's to say Who yeah knows? look and I, think, I think that last bang spot really does come down to Pokovsky and Labochain. um not sure which way they're going to go with that to be honest uh, I've said Pekoski purely on on precocious talent, um, but having said that, Labuschagne did make a fifty um, in the second innings of that tour match, so uh, everything said so could be it, well. You, I'd never put put any stock in anything that I say, but um, <laughs> you never know. So it's it is hard to pick. Sell, I'll, sell, I'll, I'll sell, folks. By, I will stand by my eleven that
0: I mentioned uh, earlier. And look, Chris, as we mentioned, up at the Gabba. 24th of Jan, it's a day nighter, it's a pink ball Um, And they're always fun. Starkey with the pink balls, always really fun. Um, So at the very least, at least we'll get a bit more of a spectacle out of this game and a bit more engagement and interest than I think we got in the previous game, Chris, Um, down in in Sydney with the rain and and the incredible batting feats from the Indians. I'm pretty excited about it, mate. And unfortunately, um, at this point, I don't have a Sri Lankan correspondent for the podcast. So if you are a Sri Lankan cricket fan and you're listening to this being like, Hey, you mugs um i know a ton about Sri Lankan cricket and i have a thing to say about it then please get in contact find us on facebook shoot us an email you can email me directly at Sydney all one word at gmail.com um and come and, and get on board folks jump on board the pod put up a mate too if you know a mate who's a really good Sri Lankan cricket fan tell him to get on in chris i reckon that might do us for the moment mate we might just have a bit of a shorter one um, Yeah, short and sharp
1: mate it's the season of 2020 um get in get out mate it's it's the way to go
0: i love it but i I love it um folks thank you so much for listening to two for none we really appreciate your support if you haven't gone to the facebook page yet do so that's facebook.com forward slash two for none you can find me on twitter and instagram i'm pat cullen 88 on instagram on twitter and just pat cullen on instagram add me buddy have a chat talks cricket um, and, yeah, folks, appreciate it. Go to the iTunes store um, and rate us in there. Tell them, mate, and, and and spread the word of the pod. B-Train, any final thoughts from you, pal, before we sign off? Oh, wouldn't it be nice?
1: <laughs> like a win? <laughs> um, no, look, I don't mind. Um, as I said, um, excited to head to Brisbane, see what the Gabba can give. I also want the people of Brisbane to get out and support the bloody game because the Gabba should be the first test of the summer uh if i if i was a queenslander i'd be very upset with these uh crow eaters muscling in on my territory um and it's uh it's a good opportunity for for uh the the brisbaneites to uh, show that bris vegas belongs in november not at the end of bloody
0: january heck Yes. Chris, couldn't agree more. Vegans, get down there. B-Man, thank you so much for your comedy, your insight, and your company. Really appreciate it. Um, that is the end of the episode, folks. We will see you very soon. Thank you so much for your time. And go those the